This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. And pardon me just a minute, I just got to... Oh, gosh, that's cold. Making a snowball. Ah, holy cow. Hey, Charlie. There's more snow at my house than there is at your house. Wait a minute, Mother Nature. Just a minute. What's going on? Uh, Dig out your winter coats, everybody. I can't believe it. It's really cold out there. I thought it was, you know, just light rain. Mm. And then I'm going, oh, that's not rain. It's cold. Yeah. It's not just cold, but it's really cold. Oh, lordy. <laughs> now, okay, this is going to be a great morning for, for a garden show, though. Oh, for because sure. Because when it gets cold like this, folks got to know what to do. Right. You know? Like, like get out your what do I underwear. Do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Snow here, shovels. Yeah, here we go. We're off and running here on the garden show. James Dooley's going to be answering the phone there. That's the first voice you will hear. Very pleasant, mellifluous voice. Anyway, uh, the phone numbers are in Toronto, 416 360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, you can talk to Charlie, 1-866-740-4740. And the mantra of our show is, call early, call often, one question per call. And I really mean that. <laughs> I, I am Patrolman Proctor. I'll pull you over in a flash like that. Yeah, so look out. Yeah. Look out. Look out. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, and if you're a first-time caller, let James know, and we'll get the chimes ready to welcome you to the show. So, how was your Halloween? Do you know it was kind of fun last night? Yeah. Um, for obvious reason, I, I was not looking forward to it uh, mm. a lot. Okay, mm. uh, so but you partied anyway. I, I partied anyway. I have this. Uh, it's a it's a suit of armor. Yes, it's, you know, it's I've about five it. feet tall, mm-hmm. and we have in the, in, the, in the apartment. And I thought, I know, I'll take this downstairs. They had a party down in our building uh-huh. for all the kids and everybody. And uh, so <laughs> I took the thing on a dolly down there, and I, I um, put a sign around my neck, and I, I got an old pair of pants and cut them all into tatters at the bottom. And I, I put a sign around my neck that said, I'm a, a hard. hard days, D-A-Z-E-D, night. Days. Yeah, I'm a hard, I'm a hard, no, I'm, yeah, I'm a hard, hard days, days night. night. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for helping. I forgot no, what I was. Yeah, no. <laughs> but we, 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 uh, we struggle through, don't ten, we, Frank? Oh, yeah. Didn't I, win a prize. I, I, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> I, um, at my house, 11 children. What? In the whole night, 11 kids rang the doorbell looking for candy oh, last night. That's it. That's it. It used to be 50, 60, 100. Exactly. What? I remember the days of running well, out of candy. Well, mind you, it was yeah, a rotten night. It was a horrible night. So, yes. For, so, and also remember, this yeah. is actually one of my all-time favorite weekends because we gain an hour. That's right. You yeah. can sleep in a little bit more. Yes, Ooh, indeed. Lovely. All right. So for those of you that are of hardy, stoic stock and have your long underwear handy, <laughs> today yeah. is the day to get out there and plant some trees with the oh. Streetsville Horticultural Society. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that starts about 10 o'clock, so in about an hour. 
at the Pynchon Farm, mm-hmm. which is 44115, so 4415 Mississauga Road. Uh, that is where it's all happening. It's the Leslie Log House, just south of Eglinton, north of the 403. <clears throat> Two hours. Do some planting, get involved, yep. be proud, own those trees. That's how it works, yep. eh? If you do stuff like that, then you own them. Uh, all right, there is refreshments and nice hot chocolate mm. and hot dogs provided mm. by the Streetsville Hort Society on site. Monday, November the 10th, the Asian Court Garden Club monthly meeting is uh, happening at 8 o'clock. Shirley Bins is speaking on Christmas containers, and she is providing a demonstration, and she's sharing tips on how to make beautiful containers. As usual, everyone is welcome for an evening of information, socializing, and light refreshments. The Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue, Midland and Shepherd. I wonder how many times people have come up and said, how you Bins? <laughs> to Shirley. Oh, Shirley. That was okay. That was that. That no, I got the thumbs down. Yep. From yep. Jane, and you're right. Uh, uh, that's no good. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Sorry. And the other thing is, speaking of the Asian Court Garden Club, is this Tuesday, November the fourth, there is a fall trip, and it's to it's from the you know the Knox Christian Education Center, leaving at eight thirty a.m. and they're off to all kinds of cool things: Gage Park greenhouses for the chrysanthemum show, which is quite lovely. Wow. Speaking of chrysanthemum show, remember we Stanley has been on the show uh centennial greenhouses has a chrysanthemum show oh, right, right, and i yeah. got a back i got a behind the scenes peek at some of those uh, mums a couple of weeks ago um yeah so gauge park greenhouses they're off to they're going to go for lunch uh at the um down in niagara uh-huh. going to the college niagara college wine tours tasting chocolate factory tours all kinds of cool stuff's going on for more information call bruce at 416-298-0984 if you want to take place Take place. You want to take part in that uh, in that bus tour? Okay. Did I ever tell you I had a pot of mum once? But well, we got her to stop drinking, so it was okay. <laughs> I knew that. I, I could, you knew that was. I coming. could hear that. All ah, right, all right. It's been. A, it's a slow start for me today, folks. Okay. Yeah. It's a, Just we're getting hit by a cat threw up on the floor. So <laughs> too much information. That's yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The breakfast time is. Oh god. For some. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> James is in there working. Oh god. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got to go. Uh, and and before we do, let's let us do a little exercise yes. or two. And by the way, I've been Tell using us that. See, about- oh, Oh, I've been using that Sierra. In fact, I'm out. Uh, I've used it so much. The Sierra Silk tro- uh, Tropical Spray. Mm-hmm. It is magnificent. You, you smell like you fell out of a pine tree, but it's <laughs> a lovely smell. You said that it, last uh, week. Yeah, and well, there's no pine in there. No, there isn't. You're but, just mixing up your eucalyptus and your and lavender. And there's peppermint and yeah. there's orange oh, and yeah. lemon. God knows lovely, how many. But, but they they all combine and they help your my back. Does it feel was just, warm when you put it on? Uh, or is it just not not ultra a little bit wet. Uh, no, but it it oh gives off this wild odor. I mean, I mean, wonderful. It feels the camphor. I guess camphor. Uh, yeah, uh, I think there's camphor. Yeah. yeah, menthol, menthol, menthol. Yeah, whatever. And uh, boy, I tell you, it just it permeates whatever sore soreness I have in my back and shoulders. It's I'm, great. I'm laughing because I just I can imagine you spraying it on and then like going, "Ooh, I just fell out of a pine tree." <laughs> I feel so much I'm better. A little pine tree, short and stuff. No, but I tell you, but it, it works. is great. It works. Excellent. It works. I like to hear good stories where things work. So, Sierra Sill. More information. Call. Give them a call. One eight seven seven joint. 14. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.
I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor, along with Charlie Dobbin, who is really the star of the show. And I'm sorry, you can't see me, but I'm genuflecting right now as Ab- we speak. You yes. should, yep. And let's say hi to uh, someone, oh, from your area, Richmond Hill. Uh-huh. Hello, Betty, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. Good morning. It's snowing, isn't that disgusting? I know. Oh, that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have a miniature buddleia, and it's about two or three feet high. It was planted last, last year, last summer, and it didn't do very well. But then we had to have a tree down, and um, the, the men had trodden it right down. Oh, yeah. And this year, it was just fantastic. <laughs> we've, we've still got flowers on it. So you're suggesting everybody should step all over their butterfly bushes? I'm wondering, am I supposed to cut it right down? <laughs> all right, so this is great. Now, you're talking about a dwarf butterfly bush. Yeah. Probably a couple of things happened there. One is uh, the tree came down more light got onto the buddleia or the butterfly That's bush. True. Number two, we had lots and lots of rain this summer, which oh. many plants loved, yeah. uh, particularly newly, fairly newly planted plants. It really gave them a chance for the roots to get established and, you know, really high levels of moisture make a big difference for a lot of plants. Should you cut it down now? No, just leave it alone. Oh, really? Yeah, leave it alone all winter. Uh, <clears throat> if we lived in... You know, further south, a little warmer climate, you might, we would cut it down in the fall, but I personally prefer to wait until the spring with the butterfly bushes. In the spring, once the new growth starts, it may start right at the base or it may start halfway up the the shrub. It's just a question of what kind of winter we have. You will remove all the dead wood then. Oh, so so I shouldn't cut it down to where it was when men trod on it. <laughs> no, though you might ultimately. That might be where the the new growth. I mean, I have one I've had for probably twenty years. Some years I cut it right down to ground level because that's where the new growth is. Is way down right at the crown. Other times I cut it to a foot and a half tall because there are, there's all kinds of little buds coming out along oh, the, the stems oh there. Right. So, but you will you will definitely cut it down. It's just a question of how far. Okay, and, and spring, what do you think? What sort in, of months? When you see the new growth. It, it kind of depends when spring happens. It's yeah, probably yeah. April, might be May. Just depends oh, on the weather. okay, fine. Because okay. I just thought, well, if they broke it all down like that, maybe I'm supposed to do it now. <laughs> well, like I say, you, you might just do it, but you'll do it in the spring instead of now. Okay, I will. <laughs> okay. Well, love your show. Thank I listen you. to it every Saturday morning. Oh, well, you've lovely. got very good taste, Betty. I've always said that about you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Yeah, here we are on the Garden Show. Uh, let me repeat those phone numbers one more time. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. AM740, Zoomer Radio, as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And let's say hi to a gentleman in... Coburg, now it could be a girl too, come to think of it. Ray, because sometimes that's spelled yes. R A E, or but I, I, I'm saying it's a guy. Hey, Ray, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Oh, How are you this morning? Great, thanks. Morning, Ray. Yeah, beautiful new month we're starting. Oh, golly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is about rhubarb. Yep. Um, I have uh, four patches of rhubarb in my backyard, and one of them is uh, not doing too well. <clears throat> in fact, uh, Right now, there's no rhubarb showing at all, and uh, during the summer, uh, 
the rhubarb uh, was developing uh, uh, rust yeah. uh, spots or patches, and then the whole leaf would turn rusty colored and then yellow. And uh, Anyways, uh, I was wondering, uh, is that patch finished, or can I fertilize it and bring it back, or or and when should I do that? <laughs> okay, what I would do is... <clears throat> <clears throat> leave it completely alone, obviously, for now. Everything should be fertilized in the spring, all your garden plants. So watch for it to come up. Look for those, the new growth, the little, you know, pu- right. buds poking through uh, ground level. It, could it be that that patch is doing poorly compared to the other patches because it's a little shadier there or is it a little Actually, lower? it gets the most sun. The most sun. Okay. Is it... Because rhubarb doesn't like to be in a wet spot. Is it? Is it a low spot there? Could it be a little no, more moisture no. buildup? No. No. It, it's it's an old patch. It's been there for some time. Uh, mm. I would say uh, it's probably uh, the second oldest patch uh, of rhubarb that I have. Hmm. Because yeah, rhubarb can live for a very long time. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like well, peonies. They can just twenty years anyway. Well, yeah, but they'll, you know, again, they, they'll definitely rhubarb will live fifty years. It's not uh, a question of being a short-lived plant at all. Right. So okay. So for for now, let's say okay. Um, Does it have a disease? Is that what well? That's what I'm wondering. Yellow spots. Uh, and you said it looked rusty. Were those yellow spots like little, little like flecks, or they started as individual little yellow spots that then coalesced into all yeah, yellow? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. And if you looked really closely, well, I guess you couldn't. You would have needed a magnifying glass to really see, because rust you can actually see. It's a it's a raised bump. It's not even a smooth bump initially, uh, just because right. it is a fungus. Um, yeah. <clears throat> It could be again. Lots of moisture this summer. Lots of fungal, lot of fungal diseases. A lot of foliage suffered dramatically from powdery mildews and um, yeah, downy mildews and rust diseases. We've had many calls the last few months on various plants suffering. So I wouldn't. It, it's likely that it'll be fine next year because it's all new leaves, right? Assuming right. that the plant was able to photosynthesize and, you know, survive this process. It should come up and look great. Just keep an eye on it next spring. If you do start to see any little spots on it, it is a sulfur, garden sulfur that you'll use to try and uh, stop the spread of any kind of a rust well, the disease. the same stuff I put on my fruit trees? No. Oh. No, the stuff you put on fruit trees is, is for dormant fruit trees, the uh, lime sulfur, but no, oh, you'll use just a right. straight sulfur and it, it will come, there's a, you'll buy it at a local uh, garden center or, or uh, it'll come in a spritzer bottle, it'll be either concentrated, you'll add water, or it will be ready to use. There's also something out there called Serenade, which is a um, fungal, uh, fungicide. I know you like that name, Serenade. I was, I was going to start to sing. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, give us a call next spring if it starts to look at all odd, but I think it'll come up and be fine. It's a whole new what, year what next about year. fertilizer? Everything should be fertilized in the spring. All your garden plants, whether with lots of good composted manure or a general all-purpose, you know, 20-20-20 type of fertilizer. Now, how, how do I put the fertilizer? Just put it on the surface or yep. do I sort of dig it in a bit? Or? You should always, you can loosen the soil up. Not a bad idea. If a plant's been in the same spot for 20 years, the soil can be quite compacted. So, yeah, a little gentle uh, shaking up of the soil, moving it around, light tilling, and then fertilizer on the surface. Okay. Okay. Good. Thanks, well, good luck Ray. with that, Ray. Thank you very much.
You're welcome. I love rhubarb pie, by the way. I just thought I'd oh, throw yeah. that in. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have four patches, and we use it uh, all the time. Oh, great. Oh, nice. Boy, well, we'll, yeah. we'll be – Coburg. We just got to go yep. to Coburg. Exactly. <laughs> pie. We'll be, we'll be flying on the way through and give you a, a gal, okay? Okay. Thanks <laughs> okay, very right. much. Then. Yeah, thanks, thanks for calling. And uh, we're to the point in the show where we have to take a little bit of a break, Charlie. So mm-hmm. uh, sit back, relax, take it cool. You were rushed this morning. You were, mm-hmm. were terrible. So was I. I. Everything, you know, ever have those one of those mornings? Yes. You, you know, you're always like, oh, my God, I, how can that be? That one minute was, was two minutes. Well, that's what I said to you. Yeah. It's like for every minute of my morning, five went by. <laughs> like, how did that happen? I don't know. You know, I poured Starts a cup of coffee cat, in five well, minutes. Well, Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just I a moment. I avoided huh? the cats this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to be back to talk to Carol in Mount Forest, so stay tuned, my friends, to The Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef at The Garden, welcoming first-timer, where are those chimes? I hear them ah, coming. Yes, <laughs> Carol in Mount Forest. Good morning and welcome to the show. Morning. Thank you. Morning, Carol. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Nice uh, snowy covered ground this morning. Well, at least a little bit of snow anyway. I just don't know what happened there. Went to sleep. It was a perfectly nice day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have ever-bearing strawberries. Uh-huh. And I wonder if there's a hard and fast rule when to cover them in the fall and when to uncover them in the spring. Does mm. it simply go by temperature or what signs do I look for? Uh, well, the reason you cover them is, number one, you use straw to cover them, not hay, but straw. And that is to keep them from, uh, they're quite shallow rooted, and you don't want them being forced up out of the soil as the soil freezes. Right. So we do cover them, uh, the entire plant, but you're going to want to have a couple of good hard frosts before you cover. And at that, then at that point, you'll cover with several inches of straw over top of all the strawberries. In the spring, you'll remove... About three quarters of the straw, uh, you, know, you can remove it right away or you can move it into the walkways. Uh, do leave some straw, of course, around the strawberries so that when the fruit comes out, the fruit is on the straw and not on the soil. Right. Uh, and when you do that, when you start to see new growth, and that is so dependent on the weather. It might be April, it might be May. Okay, so anytime I see... That's yeah, pe- green shoots coming. That's what. That's right. Peek under the straw. <clears throat> you know, every couple of yeah. days, and you will. You know, the, the plants will be under there. They'll be quite obviously. There'll be the winter. You know, look to them. But then you will start to see some very, very bright green new growth, and then that's the time to start moving the straw aside. Okay. All right. All right. And then fall just uh, just before that, uh, when the plants look dead, I guess rather We're, than t- rather than go by temperature. That's right. Yeah, and we haven't had any really, and I doubt you've had any really hard frost. Oh, yeah. We've had some light frost, but nothing where you know. We've everything... had a couple of hard ones. Oh, have you? Okay, yeah. so you've had like killing frost. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. then you can cover any time you like. Okay. okay. Same <laughs> apply for kiwi plants. Yes, I would definitely mulch the kiwi plants. Are they growing up a trellis or a? Uh, yeah, arbor? they're up a trellis. Okay, but they are very hardy. If you've got the, you know, the hardy kiwi, right? You know what kiwi are? Like Frank's got this look. Kiwi fruit. Yeah, kiwi yeah. fruit, and mm-hmm. there are hardy kiwis that you can grow no, here you in see, Ontario. I think of New Zealand. That's right. 
I know. Uh, you think of them as a tropical plant. Yes, indeed. I to mulch them the same, and then you ask if I had them on a trellis, so I need to wrap them, I assume. Well, how, how long has the plant been there? I've just put it in this year. Okay, so it should be, yeah, it's a fairly new plant. Um, <clears throat> I would definitely mulch the base, right. mulch the crown with, whether it's straw or soil, and a big pile, you know, 9, 10 inches <laughs> of soil or straw or whatever it is, just to, uh, that air insulation to keep the plants dormant once they are dormant. The wrapping thing I'm a little hesitant to be in, in favor of, just because wrapping properly is a challenge. We often kill more plants by wrapping because we wrap too tight oh. and we end up wrapping uh, so tight that when I, on a cold night, the cold gets in there and then as the sun comes up and the day warms up, the cold is still trapped inside right. that wrapped plant. Got to have oh. air in there. That's right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a loose wrapping that we do and, we, and it's, sometimes it's just to kind of protect from wind and sun and that sort of thing. So if you have some burlap and you want to do like a loose wrapping, you could do that. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Well, Thanks now, you call. Call, call again now, Shirley, now that you've made the, the breakthrough. Okay. <laughs> Will do. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, did you notice um, Carol that? snuck in two questions? I noticed that, but she was so nice, I thought. Yeah, well, and I first-time caller. Yeah. You didn't want to be I didn't like, want to yeah. pour her over. No. Yeah. All right. Just thought I'd point that oh, out. Oh, and tonight. She, she asked about strawberries and kiwi plants. <laughs> There you go. Just so you know. Yeah. Just, okay. just, I was, I was paying attention, right, but right. I was just being extremely kind today, which is unusual <laughs> for me. Um, Not your norm at all. Yeah, I know, I know. Mm. Um, quick note. Yes, tonight. Tonight. We get an extra hour of sleep. Is well, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right. So 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock. Or yeah. 3 o'clock, it's still 2 o'clock. Well, before you go to bed, if, if you're a really early to bed kind of person, right. which I know you are. I was going to say, yeah. which neither oh, of us are. are. Yeah. Well, we a, gain yeah. an hour. It's yeah. my favorite day. I'm, I'm staying right up till 2 o'clock and then going, ah, it's 1 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Who we got? I'm going to oh, call hey. you at two. I don't, I don't believe it here <laughs> what? now. What? don't you believe Here's another first-time caller. Nice. Ta-da! And all the way from Waterloo. And you, you know what? Um, you can't read the name. <laughs> no, wait. Oh. You know what? It isn't. Uh, it is oh. the first-time caller. But uh, Shirley is on the line, I believe. And it says here, <laughs> Saracia. Charlie's hometown? Is that, is oh, that Caesarea. Me? Caesarea. Uh, um, Shirley, are you from Caesarea? Yes. How about that? Good yes. morning. Woo! <laughs> How are you? Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Hi, Shirley. Um, I was having work done on my garage, mm-hmm. and we took out a large um, pussy willow, Salix, mm-hmm. and I left a crater. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which I filled in with... Uh, Ten wheelbarrows of compost from uh, my free composters. Nice, yep. And I transplanted a boxwood into there because it needed transplanting two years ago. And I moved my um, Eucharist. Now, what I want to know is I'm getting mulch uh, today. Mm Mm-hmm. Should I wait till the ground is frozen to put the mulch down? So this is like uh, bark mulch? When you say mulch, is it uh, like the yeah, chips of, of bark? Mulch. Okay. Okay, so this is a great question. Uh, you, yes, you do want to wait until the ground is colder before you put a, a heavy layer. Like when we put mulch down, it's a two to four inch layer that goes mm-hmm. onto the gardens to help uh, keep moisture in the soil, to keep the weeds down, to, to beautify the garden. It smells great. It really makes a garden quite professional looking. Mm-hmm. But if you put it on now, you are more likely to trap heat that's in the soil now yeah. to stay in the soil longer than you want. Mm-hmm. So um, where you are, imagine you've probably, have you had a really hard frost, a killing frost yet? 
Yeah, we've had it a couple of times. But it's been like well, little no, um, light frost. We've had, yeah, we've had frost, but nothing's uh, nothing's uh, no perennials or anything have been. Uh, Not uh, over. The yeah. frost still looks like they yeah. do in, in the middle of summer. Yeah, so that, I hope that it wasn't a bad time to move them, but they were getting overcrowded. Yeah, and no, they're probably fine. The main thing is make sure make sure that everything is well watered before the ground freezes up and before you put the hose away. Make sure any of these recently transplanted plants are well yeah. watered, and then if you can hold the mulch back for even a couple of weeks, it would make a difference. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Water, it was watered uh, Thursday. I moved them. Mm-hmm. I poured the water in, and of course it rained all day yesterday. Yeah, I know. Steady rain. It was nice. Yes. But now yeah. it's snowing. <laughs> yes. I don't think any of us are quite ready for the snow that I see falling outside the studio windows. Yeah, yeah. I have okay, too so much to do in the garden the, still. Uh, the, uh, the roots that came out, would, I hate taking the tree down. It was about 20 feet tall, mm. and it was lifting the corner of the garage, and oh. it was... Lifting my driveway. <laughs> yes, pussy willows. Any willow has quite a vigorous root system. Yeah, yeah. Watch for any new, any growth that may come off those roots that might have survived. Uh, no, he put a chain around it and pulled the whole thing wow. out. Wow, yeah. pulled the whole darn thing out. You're a pretty strong woman, I'll Including tell you that. The driveway and the garage, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. The chap that did it. No, he pulled the he pulled it right out. There was no, there was a crater left. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And like the compost that I used was all fine black soil. Nice. I couldn't believe it had broken down so so mm. well, you know. So with that in there, you know, next spring they should start yeah. thriving. They will for sure. Great. So you get that mulch on, but like I said, do wait a couple of weeks if you can. Just wait till it's a little colder or yeah. more consistently cold. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can keep it. I can keep it in the back room here in my house so it doesn't freeze. There you go. Great idea. Okay, thanks, Shirley. Okay, thanks, Charlie. Take care. Bye. Have, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to AM740, sharing your day with Charlie and I here on The Garden Show. And here is another first-time caller. Mm. I don't, wow, those chimes? Look at James right on the money with this. From Waterloo, let's welcome Kay. Good morning, Kay. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Yes, go Good ahead. Good morning. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. Welcome. Okay, um, a couple of weeks back I got um, some hostas from a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're still in the process of um, uh, doing some landscaping in the backyard, I, uh, we held off putting them in the ground. Mm-hmm. So they're actually in planters. Mm-hmm. But as you might imagine, they're all, you know, wilted and yellowed and everything. Yeah. I was just wondering, will they survive? Should I keep them in the planter? What, what, what hmm. uh, we, we a- hope to... Uh, plant them next spring? Right. Well, no, this is a great question because it happens quite often that people are given plants or there's a great deal like a, you know, a sale on plants at this time of year. And now we've got these plants. We don't have an actual proper location to plant them and forget about them. So what do we do? Mm-hmm. If possible, what I would do if you have any spot in your garden that's an open area, a place that you might say grow your tomatoes where nothing is there in the winter, take those pots of hostas and bury the pot into the garden let them sit there all winter uh, and there'll be you know it's much warmer in the ground than above ground so you are guaranteed survival of the plants by by tucking them down under the ground like that hostas are pretty tough there is a possibility that they will survive sitting above ground in the pots but it it is only like a 50 50 chance that they will survive okay so i shouldn't put them in the garage or the basement or anything nope 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 
Leave them outside. Even if the planters are plastic? Yep. Yeah, oh, it, it doesn't matter what kind of pots they are. Plastic's always the easiest to work with when it comes to uh, putting down under the ground. Of course, in the spring, once the, so, the soil thaws, you'll dig the pots back up, you know, wash the, the mud and dirt off the pots. And at that point, you might be ready to plant them or you might just put them aside while you continue organizing the long-term location for them. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. And Thank when you're you. wandering around town there, okay, in Waterloo, uh, you might bump into my uh, sister and brother-in-law, uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, should I say, Ron and Sue Shane, uh-huh. and Marty and Heather Sokolowski, and uh, a, a gentleman who celebrated his 100th birthday uh, in August, uh, Lloyd Nyland. So there you go. You're Say a hi lot to them, of okay? family. I know. I know. I, I love going there. It's great. I bet you do. Business. You know everybody. <laughs> well, it's a busy city. It really is. And yeah. they've got, of course, the, the university there. That, uh, they have two universities a, there. Yep. Um, my granddaughter's going to the University of Waterloo. That's right. So now you even have more family in Waterloo. I know. You more excuses to go. <laughs> we have to take a little bit of a break here, Charlie. But I, I can't believe this. Uh, another first-time caller waiting online. Uh, you mean you first can't of all, believe though, it? Well, I mean, it's I, I, we love welcoming the first, but one after another after another. That's amazing. It's great. It certainly is. We're, we're obviously people are comfortable to give us a call. Well, I, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Friendly folks that we are. Uh, all right. Now, let's see how friendly are when I give you this introduction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may you welcome to the airwaves one more time on behalf of Sierra Sill, the darling of the daisies, <laughs> the queen of quince trees, and the goddess of the gardenias, Charlie Dubbin. I like that queen of quince trees. Yes, You've yes. never done that one before. No, I haven't. You just made that up. I did. That's good. Okay, so yes, Sierra Sill. Uh, it is a completely natural mineral supplement. So there are little pills. Both Frank and I take three little pills every day. Elliot, my partner, takes them. He swears by them. No pains in his joints. Yep. He's out riding his bike. He's doing things and, and feeling really good, uh, pain-free um, in terms of any stiffness around the joints. Now, you, on the other hand, have been just dying and loving oh, this spray. There's the, a topical yeah. spray. It is. I Honest to Pete, it works for me like crazy. Gone from, you know, painful uh, muscle pain and tension in your shoulders Mm -hmm. to uh, feeling like you fell out of a pine tree. (laughs) Sorry, that's just such a good vision. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, but I'm fully clothed. God, is that what you're laughing at? And and it's cold up there. You know, you're like, oh, I'm I'm so sore. My muscles are so sore. I'm so in so much pain. Spritz, spritz, spritz. Oh, I'm so much better. (laughs) I can can see it. Anyway, I won't dwell on it. That any longer. <laughs> For more information, one eight seven seven joint fourteen. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM seven forty. Well, I'm happy to report to you folks that both Charlie and I have uh, recovered from the giggles, mm. and uh, it's sure, when everybody's that hits. happy about and that. I, and I've got a bit of a cold, so every time I start to laugh, I start mm. to cough. And well, there you go. There you go. Hey, here we go again. Another mm. first time mm. caller here out of the chime. Ah. Yes, James, right on the money with that. Sandy and Welland, good morning and welcome to the show. Hello, Sandy. Really having a good time, eh? <laughs> oh, geez, are we ever. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> I have a question about my cedar trees. Mm-hmm. My cedar trees are beautiful green on the outside, mm-hmm. but inside they're brown. Mm-hmm. 
Is there a reason for this? Yeah, there is actually. Um, It's interesting. We think of cedars as an evergreen. And of course, the name or the term evergreen makes us think that they're always green. But cedars and all evergreens actually do drop their leaves, except they don't drop them every year. They often last three, four years. So what you're seeing on the outside of the tree is the new growth, the green. What you're seeing on the inside, the brown, is the old leaves from the past, which have just very naturally died and drop, want to drop. But they get all stuck in there. So what you can do is with a pair of gloves... Usually this is a kind of a spring activity is with, with a pair of gloves and long sleeves, etc. Get in there and comb out all the dead stuff. Allow the sun and the air to penetrate and you'll find that some new growth will, will also typically emerge inside if some sun and air can get in there. Okay. Okay. Uh, But I did do that like a month ago. Okay. No, it's fine. You can do it anytime. But it's just the kind of thing that we'll often really see all that brown glaring at us in the spring. And it is something to do just, you know, as part of our spring cleanup. Oh, very good. But yeah, and also remember to fertilize in the spring and that will encourage new growth as well. So yeah, yeah, so don't ever worry when you see inside older growth turning yellow or, or sort of bronze as it will with the cedars. Very good. Thank okay. you very much. Thanks for your call. Okay, bye-bye. Yep, drop by anytime, okay? okay. And uh, the numbers you call, of course, is what you did. Uh, here in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free to reach Charlie, 1-866-740-4740. Well, let's uh, move along here and say hi to uh, Bernice from Hamilton. Uh, or is it Bernie? I'm sorry. No, it's Bernice. I think it... I'm, re- I'm reading... Yeah, it's Bernice. Okay, I'm reading James' handwriting, and it's Good morning. (laughs) Yes, his cold is affecting him. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, Is it too late in the season to transplant a black lace elderberry? Generally speaking, it's too late to transplant anything, particularly where you, you're in bear, the berry area. So you're. No, I'm on Hamilton Mountain. Oh, sorry, Hamilton Mountain. Oh, well. I, I misunderstood that. Um, well, okay, so the rule of thumb is when, if we're going to do transplanting, we want to transplant four to six weeks before the, the first really hard frost. Yeah. Because that four to six week time frame means the soil is still warm enough and there's, uh, allows the plant some time for the roots to grow a bit and get a little bit established. To look around and say, hey, what happened to me? Right. And, and also just because what happens in the winter when the ground freezes, newly transplanted plants can get forced right up out of the soil as the soil is, you know, the the water is freezing inside the soil. We get, you know, the the whole plants get pushed right out. However, black lace elder is a super tough plant. And it's, (laughs) yes, and it could, you know, just grow pretty much, you know, anywhere I find. I mean, I go out there and I... In the words of Marjorie Harris, I hack it back yeah. several times a year because it grows so fast. So, yeah, so there's the, there's the bottom line. Yes, I, if I were you, I would transplant it now mm-hmm. because it's tough enough. It's likely to, to withstand the process. Okay. But keep an eye on it. Uh, visit it every month or so throughout this winter and particularly in the, the spring. And you may have to you know, step on it a few times to get it back down under the ground. Do okay. mulch it a bit just to try and, uh, again, keep it under under the ground. Keep its roots warm. Yeah. Well, not so much warm, but keep them dormant. But also so that if it does get heaved up, at least it will still have soil over the roots. And you may have to, like I said, push it back down under in the spring. Now, if I if I decide not to do it now, how mm-hmm. soon in the spring would I do it? Soon as your ground is thawed. Okay. Okay. 
All right, I have a big job ahead of me. <laughs> yes, it's a. It's, how long has it been there? In the... Well, I have two of them, and uh-huh. I bought them in a moment of temporary insanity. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't have the space for them, so uh-huh. I'm transplanting them to my friend's house. Oh, nice. Okay. And she's in the lower city, so she's even more protected. Uh-huh. And yeah. one is about three Forest. feet high, but as you say, I've been hacking it back regularly. Mm-hmm. The other one is about four feet high. Right. So, uh, and they've been there a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. You know what you could do that might make your life easier <clears throat> is do some root pruning now. So you don't need to actually dig them out, but get your shovel out if you're out in the garden anyway. Mm-hmm. And you know, use your shovel to actually sever some roots. You won't make the complete circle, which you're going to do to actually lift it up out of the ground. Yeah. But you're going to do some root severing for when you do go to lift it next spring, it will come up much easier and it will be um, it will transplant more easily as well okay you know move into its new location so i, I probably will wait till spring now it might be easier to okay. than doing all this big moving now just because the weather really is kind of turned in, a, in our neighborhood anyway <laughs> okay thank you very much uh, before you go bernice uh, I've, I've got to give you a compliment if i were a voice director and you were doing a commercial for me and i i had a line for you and i said now, uh, okay, Bernice, I want you to give me a, a sigh of resignation, okay? And mm-hmm. that take on, well, I got a big job at me. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Way to go. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Okay. Now, and, Frank's a producer. He's well, a director. Oh, geez, look, look, James is going. He's everything. After my job. He's, yeah. No, no, no. You know me and push buttons. Oh, God, I don't, you know. Mr. Technical Knot yes. is me. Mm. Well, that's okay. James has been known to press the odd button oh, incorrectly. Oh, really? Has he made a mistake once or twice? Not today. No, not, no, not today. <laughs> today he's been doing double duty. And, yes. Uh, Good for him. He's always paying attention. Thank you very better much. Better than we are. We're going to be talking in moments to Shelley from St. Catharines, but first we have to take another break here on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin from AM740. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, under undergardener, if you like. And, uh, I like it, yeah. Under, <laughs> you under, like, under, you under like that part. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly, I believe, called us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes, from St. So. Catharines is on the line. Hi, Shelly. Hi, good morning. Yes, I did call you a couple of weeks ago, and I think we can add to uh, Frank's list also um, uh, comedy director, too. Oh, oh yes. All right. Because I'm the lady who called in about the itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny... Oh, that's One of my favorite right. calls, yes. Yes. Fa- yes, and one of my favorite songs, too. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I followed your direction, Charlie, mm-hmm. and uh, I sprayed it, and last Tuesday was my... Uh, my second spray for, mm-hmm. for the 10 days. You told me to make sure it was to the date. Mm-hmm. And as I looked at the leaves, I saw why, because there were all these minuscule little little rascals coming back again. Yeah, eggs hatch. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I zapped them okay. and uh, got rid of them. Now my question to you is, I have a beautiful burgundy uh, hibiscus. And I haven't seen another one like it. No, that's unusual. Burgundy flowers, obviously. Yes, yes. And I, I'd like to propagate it. Mm-hmm. And I heard you tell another lady that if she uh, cut the stem and, you know, uh, how to do it. Mm-hmm. But my question is, is now, can I do that now? Or because of having to treat it for all these um, aphids and stuff that mm-hmm. were on there, 
um, would it be too much of a shock? And the other thing is, I have the beginning of some buds showing at the end of the tips. Should I let the flowers develop and then do it after that? Right. When's the perfect time? The perfect time to take cuttings from a hibiscus for the purposes of propagating and starting new plants uh, would be to do that cutting in January, February, March. Any time then. And if you see some buds coming now, enjoy the buds. Allow them to, you know, bear flowers. Uh, do, I wouldn't do any cutting if you don't have to on the plants because you're right. They have gone through a bit of a shock with the spraying. They've also gone through a bit of a shock just coming inside. So I would be as gentle as possible on the hibiscus. Just give them lots of sun, lots of love. Enjoy the flowers. Do whatever cutting you want in February, March, keep those cuttings, root them, start new plants, because burgundy is an unusual uh, color for sure. Yeah. Uh, and if there, are, there won't be or unlikely to be any buds or flowers at that time, but if there are buds or flowers, remove those before trying to keep the cuttings, if you know what I mean. Like, don't even try and uh, try to root something while it's producing flowers. It's one right. or the other. Plants can't do roots and flowers at the same time. It's too much. Well, you said to the lady to to put the the stems in in water mm-hmm. and in a bright window. Yes. Would a south window be too hot? Nope. Perfect. Would the north window be better. South is perfect. South is perfect. The only time we don't leave plants in a south window, uh, sun loving plants, is in the summer because that southern window can actually burn the leaves because it's just so intense. But winter sun in a south window for sun loving plants like hibiscus, perfect. Excellent. Okay. okay. <laughs> Looking forward to lots of burgundy hibiscus. Yeah, nice. Hey, That's that, very unusual. Keep us uh, send informed a photo. How, how it goes. Yeah. I will. Okay, I will send you a photo. Thanks. That's a good idea. Thanks, yeah. Shelly. Thank you so much, Shelly. Uh, and, and here, be- I'm going to give my email address. I was just going to do oh, that. Oh, did you, you want? Ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, You're the director, right. after you all. Get- <laughs> you go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, I am not. After your job. Okay. Uh, if you want to get a hold of uh, Charlie via email, very simply done, it's c. Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. That's true. Okay, that well is. Done. And do you know we have another first-time caller? Oh, nice. uh, yes, this time around from Pickering, out to the east there. Hello to Matt. How are you, Matt? Good morning. Oh, we lost oh, Matt. We, we lost. lost Matt. Oh, my goodness me. Okay. Well, okay, well. Uh, so what I've got here, yeah. I'm gonna, I've got you a go little ahead. something to tell you that sure. I meant to tell you at the beginning of the show. Uh, oh, this, we, can take, we can take one cold. If, I just got the word from James if you want. Or okay, you, well, just let me tell you this anyway. All right. Mark this on your calendar. All Tuesday, right. November the 4th. Yeah. That's this coming Tuesday. The Richmond Hill Garden and Hort Society is celebrating. Now, this is interesting. You know how those Hort Societies have meetings, yeah, monthly yeah. meetings, and, you know, speakers and different things happen. Well, what they're doing for something totally different in Richmond Hill this Tuesday is they're celebrating an opportunity to see what some of the members do in their spare time other than gardening. Oh. So 25 different exhibitors, so different, yeah, 25 yeah. different members are going to be sharing their hobbies during this uh, this regular meeting. So there's a weaver. Flavia is a weaver. Uh, Joe is a uh, uh, bat brings baskets. Um, somebody else makes clocks. Uh, somebody even has a teddy bear collection. Well, I'll be darned. So, yeah, everybody's bringing in their various hobbies that they yeah, do besides yeah. gardening, and they're going to show everybody and talk about it. A very eclectic group, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, there's even going to be recycled tulip bulbs and other treasures for sale at the Bring and Buy table. All of this, 7 p.m. this Tuesday, McConaughey Senior Center, 10100 Young Street in Richmond Hill. Well, uh, I wonder how, how high are the ceilings there, I wonder. 
Why do you ask? Well, there might be a pole dancer coming in, the, you know, bringing the pole. Uh, oh, that might be her hobby. You never know. They or are, his. They, you never know. Yeah, they're tall. They're tall. It's, <laughs> yes, it's a big auditorium. I know. Well, we <clears throat> obviously Frank's planning on going to this meeting. <laughs> do we have time for one more call? That's yeah, the I think question. so. Do we? Yes. Okay. Yep. okay. Pickering, it's Pat. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Good Thanks morning. For taking my call. Our First pleasure. time caller. Oh, oh hey. There Times. we go. There we go. Ah, there you, you go. You have your wings. Yes, thank you. Um, I have a Stephanotis mm-hmm. plant for jasmine. Yep. And I bought it last Christmas, and it was just beautiful. And mm-hmm. so I put it outside this summer, mm-hmm. and I brought it in oh back in September, and it's been doing really well. But lately, it's starting to get yellow leaves and starting to drop a few leaves, and I'm wondering if... Uh, what is wrong? <laughs> okay, so you know what I think is wrong? Because I have the exact same plant and I have the exact same thing going on. And okay. I think what's going on is that you and I are watering the Stephanotis now just like we did all summer. Okay. And we shouldn't. We have to cut back, very much pull back on our watering. Uh, all right. Generally okay. speaking, all the tropical plants slow down in the winter as the day length shortens. So all of us need to remember that we don't water by the calendar and we don't water consistently year-round. Okay. We water less at this time of year. I wasn't sure if I should repot it because nope. it's still in the original pot. No, nope, don't re- You can repot it in the spring if you want. Oh, in the spring. Okay. For now, keep it in a sunny spot. Okay. Mist it if you like misting or spritzing the plant. Yes, they like their humidity. But that. be okay. careful about keeping it too wet. Okay, so what, feel the soil. Two weeks well, or? no, base it on feeling the soil. When the okay. soil really starts to feel dry give it a drink but okay. don't keep it constantly moist all righty okay okay thanks so much You're okay very thank you for joining show. us thank, thank you, you. Bye-bye bye bye now everybody thank you everybody my gosh well we do a friendly we really group. do appreciate everybody who calls in yes, and uh, either asks a question or offers up a solution yeah we do like that yeah um what was i going to say oh so, Go ahead. Oh, um, you were probably going to say, so what are, you, what are you doing after the show, Charlie? What are you doing after the show, Charlie? <laughs> oh, no, what are you doing after the show, Charlie? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what I, are you doing after the show, Charlie? There you go. I told you you were going to ask that. Yeah. So I'm going to go, and I, I know it doesn't really look like a nice day for raking leaves and emptying composters. Oh, but got the, You know yeah. what? We can't let those leaves sit on the lawns. Okay. They, they mat right down. We're going to have dead lawns all over the place, suffocated by heavy, wet leaves. So let's stay on top of that. That's what I'm doing. What okay. about you? Okay. Uh, I'm coming back at... Uh, 2.30, Grants mm-hmm. International will be coming on the air to help you get money back from the government. Oh, like so that, that idea. I, like, I yeah, love that yeah, idea. Yeah, give okay. me money. Meantime, we got to give it up to the guys from uh, Dave's Corner Garage are here They're already. They're here revving their engines. All right. Well, it's all been very, very good. I want to thank you, Frank, as thank usual, you, for coming to produce and direct and, and be the comedy uh, the comedy guy. Thank you so much, James Patrick Dula, and to all our great callers. Couldn't do it without any of you. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.